When you are building something no one has ever seen, something no one has ever imagined, who can you turn to for help? The answer is the other people who are facing the same issues you are. Those product inventing, boundary pushing, design obsessed folks who are just like you. Welcome to AWS Startup Stories. I'm Michelle Kung. And I'm Michael Copeland. What follows are the tools that work, the leadership practices that make a difference, and the lessons you only learn by building a company. And one more thing, what startup jockeys do with a very rare item, their downtime. So let's get to it. We're taking a deep dive into ASEAN in the following podcast, talking with founders and investors from one of the world's fastest growing startup ecosystems. From Singapore to Ho Chi Minh City, Bangkok, Jakarta, and other parts of the region, hear how entrepreneurs are tackling this massive market, what investors are hunting for, and why startups are having such an impact across all dimensions in this part of the world. Welcome to the AWS Startups Podcast. I am here with Tonton Lin, who is the Chief Technology Officer of OA, based in Myanmar. Tonton, welcome. Hi, Michael. You know, I'm happy to be here. Well, I'm glad you could join us. You are, it's morning your time and you are in Yangon, um, the, uh, a beautiful city that I would like to visit someday. Um, so good morning to you and, and thanks for joining us. Uh, good morning, Michael. Thank you. So I want to talk about OA. You guys are a travel platform. And I know that travel obviously is in a, in a bit of a slowdown, but things, you know, were booming, especially in your part of the world um, for travel. And you guys have an interesting approach where you guys kind of do everything. So right. describe for us what OA is and, and how you think about it as the CTO, as the guy who has to make sure that this platform works. So uh, all we have uh, three main business, right? So we, well, the first one is we have the travel business, like you said, right? So we have uh, like flights, hotel, tour, bus, uh, you know, cars, and you know, uh, all the uh, travel-related businesses. That is our first business. Uh, second one is that all we ride. It is a you know ride-hailing business. You know, uh, that is a second one. And the third one is the transport business. So we have a fleet of you know a few thousand cars. Uh, we you know branded out to you know you know big corporations, right? Uh, in Myanmar. So, uh, so we have three main business uh, here. Now, from a platform perspective and from a technology perspective, we've seen kind of that sort of horizontal or, you know, that kind of expansion in, in other parts of the world. Like I, I think of Gojek comes to mind immediately mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. Grab as well. They have it, done it from kind of a different kind of starting point. So for you guys, how did that make sense? And then from, from a CTO perspective, how does that make sense? Okay, yes. The origin was, you know, we started out with a travel business, right, in 2012. So because at the, at the time, it is, you know, very difficult, you know, to book a, a flight, you know, into Myanmar or to, uh, to get out of Myanmar, right? And also, you know, to, to book hotels and a lot of things. So there's a, a real pain point. So we went to address that, you know. So uh, that's what uh, the company was founded, uh, to focus on the travel sector. Uh, and then uh, uh, when the 2014 came along, you know, we moved into a transport business. Because 2014 is the, the year a lot of telco company have came into Myanmar and they started their operations, right? So they need a lot of transport, you know, to go around the country. That's what we started our second business. And the third one is around uh, 2016. And then uh, we started the ride-hailing business. So we started as a platform company, right? A travel platform company. Right. So uh, we are the, the only company that are integrated with all the GDSs and the airlines. And also some of the local airlines in Myanmar is not a part of, you know, you know, GDSs. So we have to do the right API connection 
to these airlines, right? So we are the only company uh, who have this direct connection to uh, local airline as well as the connection to the GDS. Yeah. That is the started out on the uh, technology perspective as a platform company with the flights. So we also have a system to connect to all the hotels. So uh, we know that, that the price and availability of these all the hotels here, right? So and then we connect it back to our platform. So that's why people can book hotels in real time. Right. We also have a connection to an uh, international platform uh, for the hotel. So uh, people can book uh, domestic as well as uh, international hotels uh, through our platform. From the technology perspective, uh, we started out as a, a platform company for travel. And then uh, we moved into fleet management, uh, transport. And then uh, we also, uh, you know, started the ride hailing business, right, at the end. So it all fit together, kind of like, you know, uh, 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 you know with the travel transport and the, the ride hailing because uh, we see ourselves as a key player in the transportation industry right it's like going from point a to point b right so ah, uh, we, i see so yeah, that, that that's the that's the common theme yes. so i mean f- from a technology problem solving perspective I, I can see then when you describe it that way how there are similar problems to solve for mm-hmm. what makes them i guess the same and but but what makes them also different those those different businesses that you guys have you know scaled across that's right. That's correct. Yes, Michael. Yes. For you then, as you expanded from one business to the next, did you have to think about the kind of problems you were solving differently? Or were they were they kind of similar enough that, you know, you had this platform and you could extend it in because you make it sound kind of easy. And I'm sure it wasn't. <laughs> Yeah, it sure wasn't. You know, uh, it is a, a challenging environment, right? Uh, it is. Uh, it takes a real challenge uh, to start a startup in Myanmar, right? So our founder, uh, you know, Mr. Neon, he started in uh, 2012. He was also different from, from the Bay Area. He moved uh, back here in uh, 2012 and uh, started out this company, right? So uh, and then, so you know, it is not an easy, you know, uh, challenge. You know, it is uh, uh, quite difficult uh, to start a company, you know, in Myanmar uh, in at this time. The company that I studied uh, in 2012 is very challenging, right? So the, at the time, like no one was able to uh, do this kind of platform, you know, uh, to connect to all the airlines and hotels and everything here. So what I, uh, you know, uh, it is uh, diff- different from uh, from each business to another, right? From the uh, online uh, travel platform business, you know, uh, the payment uh, is uh, one of the key challenge. You know, uh, in Myanmar, uh, less than five percent of the population have, uh, you know, a, a bank account, and uh, less than one uh, percent of population have a credit card, right? So we have uh, about uh, 50 million people, and then uh, only very few people have credit cards. You know, so uh, to book uh, uh, anything online, it's a challenge for them. You know, so uh, the payment is a, a key challenge. And then uh, we try to solve it a different way, you know. Uh, so in country, you know, we have really, you know, a cash-based economy, right? right so right. a lot of things are paid in cash, you know. So to solve that, you know, we also partner with, uh, you know, mobile wallets. You know, mobile wallets are, you know, are, you know, growing up here. And then, uh, you know, we have our own mobile wallet too. And then we partner with a lot of uh, mobile wallet companies and so that people can pay uh, using this mobile wallet, you know, on our platform. How has it changed over time, um, over the years that you've been there? And, and and let me back up too, is you spent 17 years in the Silicon Valley working for companies like VMware and HP and Wells Fargo, Yes, but you're originally from Myanmar, is that correct? Uh, that's correct, uh, Michael. So I, I was originally from Myanmar and uh, after high school, I moved to the States, you know, uh, to study. Uh, so at the time I was 17 years and uh, I stayed in the States for another 17 years. And then I moved back here, you know, uh, so uh, and because I want to be a part of the, the you know, our country, you know, uh, opening up and, you know, uh, transforming, you know, 
Right. So when you joined um, OA and, you know, you described kind of the, the, the difference in building a startup there versus, you know, Silicon Valley or in other parts of the world. But what, what have you seen change and how has OA and the marketplace evolved over the time you've been there, which I think has been about five years or so? Yeah. Yes, uh, that's correct. Uh, so over the, that five, when I arrived back here, you know, uh, Myanmar is just uh, opening up, right? We have a lot of challenges, you know. Uh, so I, as I mentioned, we have uh, the, the, the payment, uh, you know, challenges. So uh, at the time, like, uh, we don't have that much uh, uh, mobile wallet companies. So within these five years, you know, in that uh, uh, mobile wallet payment have been, like, you know, uh, improved a lot, you know, and a lot. And also we have uh, payment gateways opening up. Uh, and so it's a lot easier, you know, to transact online, you know. Uh, so uh, that is one of the uh, key difference. And also uh, within that, before 2014, right, uh, only very few people have a cell phone in the country. But uh, uh, in 2014, uh, you know, international telco company has came in uh, and then uh, we have a, t a telco revolution kind of in a way. And then uh, uh, a lot of, now, like almost everybody have a cell phone. And, uh, you know, and uh, so, uh, they, so now they all can uh, connect it to online and uh, and they can also do uh, you know, do to book hotels or flights, and they, they do like e-commerce, you know. So that, that is a big change uh, from uh, that 2014, and then uh, and then uh, we uh, the payment has improved, but the lifestyle has changed, right? Before, when uh, somebody here when, when they want to book a flight or you know book a hotel, they usually call to an agent or they go to the agent and then uh, to book a ticket, right? right. So uh, within that time now, it's changed now. People start using online platform, right? So a lot of people, I noticed that uh, a lot of people have started using our platform, uh, you know, to book for flights, hotels, you know. So uh, that is a big change that I see. Is the ambition for the platform to just sort of keep growing? I mean, I, I know you described it as, as you guys do kind of all the things that move from point A to point B. Are there other are there other places to extend the the platform? Because it certainly sounds like you guys are sitting in the right place with the right, you know, data and the right customer base already. Right, right, uh, right, Michael. So uh, we see ourselves, uh, you know, in a strategic position, right? As a platform, we have uh, connected to, uh, you know, uh, local airlines, local uh, hotel, as well as the international hotels and, you know, airlines, right? And uh, also, you know, we have the business in transport and also the ride hailing. We have a mixture of products. So uh, on the travel platform, we have a flights, hotel, bus, you know, tour attractions and car rental. And also we have the Rahilin plus the transport, as I mentioned, right? So we have a complete set of uh, products. And, and uh, we also have a lot of sources, a lot of supplier base, domestic and international. And also we have a lot of distribution channels. So we have a B2C channel at the website oway.com.mm. Uh, and also we have a mobile apps like iOS and Android. Uh, and also we are connected to MetaSearch engines. Uh, so uh, if people go and search on the, you know, uh, search engines for the domestic flights or domestic hotel, uh, they will come to us, right, through the API connections, you know. So and, and also uh, we have, a, you know, another, you know, B2B channel. So uh, a lot of our travel agents in Myanmar, right, they are connected to us. And then uh, once somebody book a ticket in this agent, actually go through us. You know, we have a network of all these agents, right. And the, uh, the another one is that, you know, corporate channel, right? So uh, we are connected to, uh, you know, uh, a lot of corporations here. So we provide the travel-related and transport-related services for all these corporations in Myanmar. For you as the chief technology officer, you know, how do you view your job and, and how do you prioritize how you spend your time? 
So uh, when the, our founder, you know, Mr. Neon, uh, recruited me, you know, uh, he, he just told me like, you know, Tonton, I need you to be here uh, to uh, transform our engineering team, you know, uh, to, to be the best engineering team in the country. Right. So uh, th that, that is my mandate, you know. Uh, so I joined here and then uh, uh, started uh, to uh, transform our technology team. Right. So uh, one of our key priority is to really focus on the customer. Right. And to focus how to improve our customer experience on the platform. So uh, uh, that is one of our main focus. And then, uh, another thing, another challenge I see, like uh, you asked about uh, the difference between a, a startup in the Silicon Valley and uh, doing a startup here is also the, the talent, right? So in Silicon Valley, uh, while smartest engineers are there, you know, uh, and then uh, there's a lot of talent. But uh, here, you know, uh, Myanmar, the country has opened up. We have a very bright uh, and, you know, energetic young people, but uh, they don't have the exposure or experience, you know. So uh, that is where I, br I, I bring back, you know, uh, our experience in Silicon Valley and that I, I try to guide our engineer to that, you know, to, to do this innovative products, you know, uh, to be customer focused and then uh, how to improve our products, right? Well, as you know, you know, at Amazon and AWS, um, we are very customer focused. But I, I wonder... And I think the tricky thing sometimes is to take what feedback you get from customers and then translate that into, you know, products and features and services. So as, again, as the, the person who's responsible for keeping your customers happy and building this platform in a way that they kind of fall in love with, how do you make that sort of match, the match between customers um, and their desires and their needs and then the actual building of it? Right. Start with, you know, uh, trying to know your customer very well, right? Being a local company, we have a, a slight advantage on that, you know. Uh, so uh, we are here and then we know our customer quite well. So, you know, how, how they want to spend their time and what platform they like and what kind of services they prefer, but what kind of services they don't, right? So uh, that is uh, one of our key differentiation to understand the customer very well and their behavior and their preferences, right? So, and then we have to, as you said, uh, to translate that into uh, our products, right? Uh, the, our products, our product features, you know? So uh, that's where our, our, our technology team came in. And then uh, we really uh, trying to see like what kind of service it would click, right? What, well, how, what we can do, you know, uh, to make our customer smile, you know? So uh, that is uh, one of the objective and we try to focus on that. Uh, and then, uh, you know, uh, trying to come up with these uh, new uh, features and products that our customer will love. So, uh, and also, you know, we are a local player here. We want to differentiate with the, our regional bigger players, right? Other players who want to come into this market, right? So uh, knowing our, our customer very well and, uh, you know, where the opportunities are, right? So these are the, our key differentiation when we compete with the, with the regional players. You know? So uh, one of the interesting things uh, is that... Uh, one, uh, b before Grab came in, uh, we are number one in the the, the right healing business, you know, uh, in Myanmar, right? But uh, when Grab came in, uh, you know, so they took a lot of market share, you know. So uh, we decided uh, instead of fighting Grab in Yangon head to head, we move into other city, you know, like Mandalay, you know, Molamyang, you know, other city like you in Pakan, right? So uh, other city at the time, uh, they don't have a supply. That means like they don't have a taxi, right? So uh, what we did in like a kind of innovation in the business model is that uh, we provide this, you know, uh, the three wheelers, you know, so we import these three wheelers and uh, we provided these three wheelers to the driver on the higher purchase basis, right? So in three years, the driver, well, they will own these cars, right? They will own these three wheelers. So uh, we call these three wheeler mini Owe, 
So now <laughs> Mini Owe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, and uh, Mini Owe become a brand. You know, now like uh, uh, nobody call these three wheeler three wheelers anymore. You know, so everybody in the country call this three wheeler Mini Owe. You know, um, we are so proud of it. You know, yeah, that's when you know you've done it right, right? When everyone starts referring to to you guys as the the thing, right? Yes, yes, definitely. You know, so that's why we know that we got it right, right? Everybody is calling these three wheelers Mini Owe. Even these three wheelers that uh, we don't own, they are also calling them Mini Owe, right? So, like, so uh, that is uh, one of the exciting things, and also the, the the power of the brand, right? With that, you know, uh, so we have a defensive market position in all these, like, you know, uh, you know, uh, all these uh, second tier city except Yango. So uh, we got it overall, if you look at the whole country, we still have the you know, largest market share in the right hailing because we expanded into this second tier city. Now, you have this kind of insider knowledge because of who you guys are and your, your time spent there and, and building this. In Myanmar, is this something that applies what you guys have built this platform to other parts of the world? Are the conditions kind of similar? Do you guys think about it in those terms? Uh, so it's, if you look at it, you know, it's very challenging, right, uh, to be a platform company here, right? Uh, one of the things I mentioned about the payment and another one is the talent, right, to get that all the, the engineers that we need, you know, to develop all the products here, right? So uh, that is another second challenge. And the third challenge is the, you know, digital uh, transformation kind of challenge, you know. So uh, uh, Myanmar people, we have started using a lot of online activity, you know, within the last five years only, very recently, right? So uh, people are still learning, uh, you know, uh, how to book online, you know. Sometimes people come to the platform uh, and then check the prices. But uh, when they want to actually book it, they might go to an offline shop, you know, uh, to actually book the tickets or uh, to call a hotel and books, right? So uh, people are still, you know, are learning, you know, how to uh, actually do transactions online. Right. So that is one of the, uh, the key challenges. I see. So yeah, it sounds like you guys are building this technology platform, but along the way, you're also helping to change behavior, um, which oftentimes seems like it's a much trickier prospect uh, than just delivering good technology. You know, you have to have people to use it. Yes, exactly, uh, Michael. You know, uh, so not only building the technology platform, right? We are also uh, changing the you know people's behavior. Right. So and also we want to change this behavior in uh, you know organic way. You know uh, what I mean is that uh, instead of uh, doing uh, a lot of discounting and promotion, uh, we also uh, trying to entice our customer. You know uh, the the convenience, uh, the features that uh, our platform can uh, provide. Right. We also do that with uh, changing customer behavior together with a strategic partnership with the mobile wallet companies, you know, for example, like WaveMoney, KBZPay, OnePay, for example, in this country, right? So with a strategic partnership with these companies, uh, we also provided like incentive for these customers to purchase online. Right, right. Yeah, so, and also uh, not only we focus on the growth, right? Uh, we also focus on the sustainability of our business, right? We are trying to change this behavior and uh, I really wish that uh, the behavior changed faster than currently, right? But uh, I, I see that uh, with this COVID uh, situation, we are in a very challenging uh, times for the travel business, but uh, people behavior have even changed a lot faster. You know, uh, people have now shopping online more often and, you know, also doing meetings online and all these things, right? So I think that, you know, digital transformation in our country had uh, speed up a lot, you know, uh, because of this. Yeah, I, I think we're all seeing the same thing around the world as we are, you know, forced to, to do things that maybe we didn't always do. We sort of find out that, hey, this is pretty good. So maybe, you know, we'll stick with it before and after. I have to ask then, 
clearly, you know, we're all, at least here in the United States, speaking for, for myself, um, are sort of homebound and not traveling like we would like to, which if you guys are in big part in the travel business, I mean, are you guys using this time to build new things, to think about the next step, to sort of pilot, to try things out? How, how are you spending your time? Yes, uh, so uh, we are we are spending time, you know, to build uh, the new things that uh, what we what we can focus on, you know, uh, after after COVID, right? We want to come out of this stronger, right? So uh, that's why we're trying to, you know, go back to the drawing board and then uh, see, uh, you know, what our strengths and our weaknesses are, and then uh, trying to uh, come up with a new strategy, you know, uh, when we uh, you know to deal with the situation and then afterwards, right? So on the as a uh, CTO perspective, you know, uh, we are looking into what kind of businesses we should focus on uh, currently and also what we should do afterwards, right? And also we, uh, in this, uh, you know, situation, we also, you know, pivot to a new business. So uh, we started uh, our, you know, online grocery uh, business called Always Fresh, you know, where people can come and uh, they buy grocery online, right? So uh, they can buy from like meat and, you know, uh, milk uh, to they can also buy the, you know, you know, cosmetics and a lot of things, right? So uh, we started, we so uh, we we are using our, you know, current resources, resources that what we have, right? Our operation team, our technology teams, our marketing, right? So, uh, and also our customer base that, uh, you know, we already have and our data. So we are using our existing resources and then we, you know, pivot into a new, a new business in this time because a lot of people are now uh, buying more online, you know, so that's why we even pivot into a new business. Yeah, that's great. That's, that's you know, that's really good to hear um, that, that you guys can see this. And again, I think that like your platform, as you described it, you're sort of moving from point A to point B, that can, can, can include people, that can include, you know, milk <laughs> and dairy. And, uh, you know, you guys yes. have the cars and the infrastructure and the platform to do it that's all and, and the network. So that's really interesting. <laughs> and, and, you know, when it comes to behavior, like you said, it sounds like because of what's going on, because of how people are adjusting to the, the period we're in, you know, behavior tends to like change so slowly, but then all of a sudden it seems like it's it's all there, right? And you can never remember what it was like before. So maybe you guys are right on that that tipping point uh, right now. Right, right. Yeah, I believe so too, Michael. You know, so, you know, uh, the behavior has changed slowly over the last five years. And then like within these past six months or year, it just speed up a lot. Right. Well, with, with your permission, let's get into these questions that we like to ask everyone so we can learn from you and how you do things or how you think about things. Okay. Give me a tool that you use on a regular basis. So because of, you know, COVID uh, situation, right, uh, we are all working from home and, you know, we cannot really meet each other, right, with our customers, our suppliers, you know, our employees, you know. So I'm using uh, more video calls, right, through uh, Microsoft Teams, you know, Google Hangouts, and uh, through WhatsApp, you know, uh, through Viber, you know, so through uh, Facebook Messenger even. So uh, we are doing more of these uh, calls daily, right? So uh, I'm, I feel like uh, I'm stuck in meetings like all day, you know, uh, talking, jumping from one call to another. Yeah, you, you and me both, or you and, and all of us. All of us. But do, do you have any kind of tip or trick? I find I'm just exhausted if they're back to back to back. So I try and schedule sometimes like 15 minutes in between. Is there anything that you do that keeps you kind of fresh and engaged or are you just naturally that way so what i what i try to do is that at the beginning of every call you know i'm trying to you know touch face with you know the people are like for example like are they okay you know i mean like what are they doing 
screen, right? So uh, this kind of, uh, you know, uh, keep it going, right? So um, I really like to, you know, talk to our people, right? So uh, in a way, you know, because uh, we are in a challenging time, uh, we really need to really engage uh, and also like help each other, right? So uh, I'm trying to, at the beginning of every call, you know, I'm trying to uh, find out how they're doing and, you know, how they spend their time, you know. In that way, you know, I try to keep it fresh, right? Uh, you know, going from one call to another. Right, right. Well, now you make me feel bad that I didn't do that with you, but it sounds like you're doing fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, a, a leadership practice or routine, something that you do with your team that you, you find really works. Yes, uh, so uh, that is where I really focus my time on too, you know, how, uh, how to uh, inspire and lead our people, right? One of the practices I focus is, you know, uh, called, maybe called like start with why, right? So uh, before doing anything, right, before doing a new project, a new product, a new feature or anything, uh, I spend time to sit down with my team and uh, to explain them why we are doing this, right? So uh, that is one of the, uh, the key uh, differentiator in uh, improving their performance. You know, our engineers need to understand uh, what the business impact of the feature they are building, right? And uh, how, to, how this feature will help, how this product will help our customers, you know? So uh, if they understand uh, why we are doing this, you know, why we are doing specific product or specific feature, you know, they feel more, you know, uh, passionate about it. And also they can even bring out even more innovative ideas, right, to solve this issue. So usually that is my uh, a key leadership practice. I, I start with why, you know, I explain the, exactly the, the context and uh, why we are doing a specific thing and the, the impact of it, you know. Uh, so if they do this, uh, what is the impact on the business, on the people, on the customers, you know. So I really explain this uh, to our, uh, our engineers, uh, you know, for every product and, you know, every project. Yeah, that's super important because you can get this kind of siloed engineering team that, you know, is separate from the business mm -hmm. or separate from marketing and separate from the customers for that matter, which doesn't really help in the end to make better engineers or build a better business or build better products for that matter. Yes, definitely. You know, to build, you know, better products, you know, to bring this a unique value proposition, right? So our engineering team had to be in sync with the, the business and the customers, you know. So uh, one of the key focus for our engineering team, too, is that to be very customer focused, you know, how to solve our customers' problems, you know, how to uh, make their lives, you know, better, right? So that is our, our key focus. Do you have your engineers go out and meet with customers on a regular basis as well then? Yes, uh, definitely, Michael. So uh, I, I also go along with them. So I took my engineers to a different city where we operate in, right? So as I mentioned, we have the ride-hailing business, you know, in uh, a lot of cities uh, in the country, right? So I took uh, my developers there so that uh, they can meet with the drivers, they can meet with the passengers, you know, they can be the customer in the field, you know, uh, so that uh, they can learn from them, right? So uh, it is quite difficult if you just sit in the office and uh, trying to imagine uh, what the pain points are, right? So if you go out and meet with them live, we can really find out what are their what are our customers' priorities, or you know, what 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 are the features that uh, they value the most. You know, so uh, so I, I, I regularly do that, uh, taking our people, you know, out into the field. A lesson learned. This can be something that you were glad to learn or something that you were less than happy to learn. <laughs> so uh, the, uh, the lesson learned. So to building a business, you know, so I learned uh, that uh, when you build a business, you really need to focus on a, a unique value proposition, right? What do you bring to the table? you know, and uh, what what problem you are really solving, right? So, uh, and then, you know, another key point is that uh, after you 
build that uh, unique value proposition, you need to have a defensible uh, market position, right? So that you can defend it from the uh, regional players or global players. And also, you know, it is good to grow adjacent industry, you know, for example, right? So we are growing from travel to transport to the right hailing and, you know, also now e-commerce, right? So because of we are quite diversifying, you know, when this kind of, uh, you know, COVID-19 uh, situation happened, you know, uh, our travel and right hailing business were heavily impacted, but uh, our transport business and, you know, now e-commerce business can even grow, you know, faster, right? So it is uh, one of the importance of having like a diversifying business, so that uh, you can survive the downturns, right? So uh, that is a, a lesson learned for uh, building a business. But the, another lesson learned uh, for building uh, the team, you know, uh, our engineering team, is that the foundation is the uh, the trust. So uh, the trust is the key foundation that uh, uh, everything is built on. Uh, without uh, trust and respect, you know, uh, we cannot do anything uh, meaningful, right? So I really focus on uh, building the trust uh, between uh, our people. So uh, these are the key engines that uh, do move us forward. I, I would agree with you 100%. We have leadership principles that Amazon and Earns Trust is one of them. And, and for me, that's, you know, right up there as one of the most important, if not the most important. Yes, Michael, it's the most important one, I think. Finally, what are you binging on? Seems like you probably don't have a lot of time to binge on anything. But what are you watching, <laughs> listening to, reading, uh, even eating, uh, for that matter? Because you have good food in, in in your city, in your country. Right. So uh, it seems like I'm binging on I'm you know binging on the phone calls you know uh, in my uh, spare time you know because I, I couldn't really meet with the uh, you know uh, my friends like before right because of a lot of people stay home and we couldn't travel. So uh, to stay in touch with uh, my friends in the Bay Area and, and also, you know, friends in Yangon and, you know, in Myanmar and uh, other parts of the world, I spend uh, so much my time on the phone calls, you know, uh, in the evenings and the early mornings, you know, because, you know, uh, it is very important to stay in touch and, you know, uh, especially in this kind of uh, challenging times. So uh, it is, uh, you know, very important to stay in touch with your friends and families. Yep, I, absolutely. Well, let me recap a little bit. So like all of us, video calls, but I like the way you begin yours where you check in and, and, and see how people are doing and, and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You, with your teams, focus on the why, why you're building this, you know, what it means for the business, what it means for customers. And then also, you know, to reinforce that, get your engineers out there with customers so they really understand what they need. And again, going back to that why, why you guys are doing it and, and why you're building it. A lesson learned is focus on the unique value proposition that your business can bring. And also in that sort of unique value proposition, how you can sort of extend it or diversify, uh, which is clearly what you guys are doing at Oway. And then also for your teams, focus on trust. That trust is the most important thing for a team to function together, to sort of innovate and to excel. And I, and I really like this phone calls with friends, you know, like just stay in touch, you know, because uh, friends and family, I should say, stay in touch because we all need to hear how everyone's doing and uh, give them our help when we can. Definitely, Michael. Tun Lin, CTO of Oway, I want to thank you so much. And hopefully we'll get to see you in person, uh, either here in the Bay Area or who knows. And, and hopefully I'd like to love to go to Myanmar. So one place or another, we hope to see you soon and I hope you stay well. And uh before we get off, what what's next for Oway? What should we keep an eye on? 
So uh, we are trying to become uh, the you know leading uh, integrated uh, transport company, right? So uh, our the main theme is like coming from point A to point B. Like you said, you know it can be uh, you know flights, hotels. It can be um, you know uh, moving the groceries, you know uh, deliveries. We are really into this business, and uh, all the business that we go into, it tied to the main theme, right? So uh, that that is the key point. Going from point A to point B, and uh, we are uh, trying to uh, make the customers' life better, right? Uh, in uh, in Myanmar. Well, Tantan, so good to meet you, and um, thank you for all your time and, and and wonderful explanation. And we will talk soon. Thanks, Michael. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much. If you are looking to get started on the cloud with AWS. Our Activate program provides startups with a host of benefits, including AWS credits, technical support, training, and other resources to help grow your business. Head to aws.amazon.com/activate for more. Do us a favor and leave us a review. And if you know someone who we should have on the show, or maybe it's you, reach out to us at startupstories@amazon.com. And subscribe to AWS Startup Stories wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.